The Action Network Podcast, named Best Betting Podcast or Radio Show by the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association, and the number one show for the invested sports fan. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Action Network podcast. This is the football betting weekend review. I'm stuck in with me as always is Colin Wilson. We have a lot to get to. Uh, how was your weekend? I may never bet an under ever again. It's the most ridiculous. Some of them were bad calls, but some of them just flat out. Like, I've never seen so much sloppy offense turn into scooping scores, popping scores, pick sixes. I've never seen so many defensive touchdowns, special teams touchdowns in, in one weekend in my life. Wisconsin first half under that I had. It was a joy. An absolute <laughs> joy. Three minutes with the ball, up 14 nothing. Three minutes to go in the half. Wisconsin's doing what Wisconsin does. Snail dies. Somehow the ball pops out. Illinois doing what Illinois does, getting bullshit touchdowns. And then Their I lose only the- score of the night. Their only, only score. score. The and then I lose the Rays under like 10 minutes later on the last pitch mm-hmm. of the game. I mean, it's just one of those streaks. And it's, it's cathartic to just bitch about it. But look, when you statistically – like just statistically speaking, when you bet a ton of games over the course of the year – you're just going to have a streak with a lot of good luck. You're going to have a streak with a lot of bad luck. You just have to accept it. You can bitch about it. It feels good to do it. Oh, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. It'll pass. But, yeah, you just, you're going to have unlucky stretches, and you're going to have lucky stretches. Um, enjoy the lucky stretches. Uh, you just – when you're unlucky, you just got to – you got to – it almost comes to, like, there's phases to it. You're like, I can't believe it. Oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Then there's acceptance. You're just like, you know what? I'm in a fucking horrible streak. Bring on all of the bad beats. Bring them. And then all of a sudden it turns and then everything's fine. Just don't lose your mind and start betting over your head and chasing and mm-hmm. all that jazz. That's where people get into trouble. Um, but we have lots of voicemails. Set a record for voicemails in the weekend. You guys are yelling at us a lot, which we love. And I actually cheated and listened to them. I couldn't help myself. We'll cover the weekend that was in college. And we'll start with the NFL. We'll get to Monday Night Football. Uh, but let's start with the NFL, and I'll, I'll quickly recap what we saw this weekend. Starting with the afternoon slate, since that's what's going on right now, the Chargers currently lead 39-29. Listen, Joe Burrow, who came up just short again. I mean, the Bengals took like 1-12-1 and in one-score games the last two years. And Burrow just – all he does is cover. They cover because of a missed extra point late. But he threw for like over 400 yards. He has no offensive line. All his offensive linemen got hurt. They have no defense. He's playing really well. But, like, can we also give some credit to Justin Herbert? If Barrow was doing what he was doing, we would Twitter would be a absolute just love fest. Herbert, 26 of 42, 343 touchdowns, no picks. The guy just continues to produce. I know it's against the Jags defense, but it looks like the Chargers will hold on. They're up 10 with six to go. Kansas City, uh, up 43-16 with a minute to go. Easy win. And a Snover. Snovers. You're not familiar with Snovers. Get familiar. Basically, since 1980. Snow overs in the NFL are over 70%. And the reason is it's, it's easier for offenses. If anyone played football, you know that when you're on defense and you don't know where the offensive player is going and there's lack of footing, it's not like you need – you know, if there's like 10 inches on the ground, 
it's a little different. Then it's you don't want to bet the over, although I, I, I'm including all snow games. They usually do a good job of cleaning off the field. What it is is it's the footing, the jukes, and it's very hard, difficult for defenders. And then on top of that, the, the, the market says, oh, it's snow, and then people start betting the under, and it usually comes down for you to bet the over. This thing came down to 44, 43 and a half, and then started getting bet up before kick. Mahomes, another just, eh, 15 to 23, 200 yards, a touchdown. But uh, it was the Chiefs' defense and special teams uh, that scored a bunch, and the Chiefs' role. And Le'Veon Bell getting some reps as you and I are podcasting. So that's, uh, you know, yet another weapon they're going to add to the arsenal. Just what they needed. Recapping earlier today, the Jets. J-E-T-S. I caught the falling knife. Barely. I thought they were going to go up a defensive touchdown late. Buffalo wins 18-10 in an ugly one. Jets get their first cover of the year. Guess who didn't get their first cover of the year? How about them Cowboys? First team since 2005. The 2005 Dolphins to start off the year 0-7 against the spread. I think Andy Dalton, I hope he's okay. Nasty hit that he took, and he went out of the game, but he was ineffective when he was in. 8-9 of 19, 75 yards and a pick. Then your boy, Ben DiNucci, came in. Ben DiNucci. Uh, I mean, Washington wins 25-3. to Cowboys had 142 total yards, 2.6 yards per play. It, I, is this rock bottom for the Cowboys? I, I don't know. I mean, next week, if you want to buy low on them, they go to Philly. Uh, they'll be catching over a field goal, three and a half, four. But Washington gets the win. I, it might be time to uh, send Zeke Elliott to the glue factory. But Jerry might give him another $100 million. Saints hold on 27-24 over the Panthers. Panthers get the cover. Teddy Bridgewater, the cover king, goes back to his old stopping grounds and gets the cover uh, somehow I had that under uh, that held on, 27-24. The Panthers tried a, six, a record 65-yard field goal, basically, as time expired in the in the fourth quarter. And uh, it was close. Joey Sly gave it a ride, but he came up just a few yards short. Saints hold on for a 27-24 win. The Browns, the Brownies, they win 37-34. mentioned that game. They don't cover on a missed extra point. You want to relive one of the craziest red zone half-hour bonanzas I've ever seen was that last that witching hour at the last half hour. You had the Browns-Bengals that was up in the air. You had the Saints-Panthers total. You had that Bills-Jets sweat at the end. Uh, it got crazy. And then the craziest of them all, you had the Steelers-Titans too. Titans end up losing their first game. Steelers won 27-24, almost blow a big lead. Guskowski misses the field goal for the Titans to force overtime, where they probably would have won another overtime game. The Titans' luck runs out. Steelers-Ravens next weekend. Get your popcorn ready. Uh, but the craziest game at four was the Lions and the Falcons. I mean, can you imagine betting this game? I, you know, I had some Lions. I had some Lions teased. Gurley is supposed to go down at the one, and they would then kick a field goal to win it. And then, you know, they would have won by one. Lions backers would have covered. Falcons backers wouldn't have unless you had money line. Gurley falls, but the ball crosses the plane. Touchdown. Lions get the ball back and win on the last play of the game. On a touchdown from Matt Stafford, it can't make it up. Arthur Blank comes down from the box to celebrate the win, and the Falcons lose another horrifying 98-99% win probability game because they can't go down properly. I mean, it just gets more and more outrageous each week. The Bucks roll, roll Vegas. I mean, this team looks really impressive. Brady's starting to get into the flow of this offense. His weapons are all back. I don't know if be adding Antonio Brown. But the defense is great. Bucks now, look really good. Now the Browns are only three point favorites next week against with Vegas coming in. That line just seems completely short. It just should be Browns all day, right? From the public. Well, 
Yeah, you want to keep your eye on Odell Beckham. It does look like he's out for the year. Mm-hmm. So that would be a big loss for the Browns. Yeah, it's going to come down to how much pressure can the Raiders get. And they don't really get pressure. And that's where Baker Mayfield shines. If you give him a clean pocket, he's fine. And the Raiders, unlike you know the Steelers and Ravens, they don't really get pressure. Chris Raybon and I will talk about that game more on our NFL Week 8 preview podcast. Uh, the game, the last game that I'll mention here is the Patriots. They lose by 27 at home. It's their largest home loss, I think, in like 20 years. 2008, they lost by 25 of Matt Castle. This is even bigger than that. I mean, Cam Newton, 9 of 15, 98 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. Bill Belichick goes over, tells him he's benched, and his day is done. Uh, I mean, the Niners just dominated. I mean, you go look at this box score. The yards 467 to 241. This is an absolute truck after the Patriots have lost their last two games. It's bad. I mean, it, it, this, is a, this is a spot New England never gets blown out like this. And remember, people, we'll see what the Seahawks defense looks like tonight after the bye. But the Seahawks, whose defense is just so bad, they made this Patriots offense look like the 2,000 Rams. But the this, this Patriots are a mess right now. They drop their third straight. All right, um, before we move on to college football and recap the weekend, let's uh, listen to some voicemails. They're good and mean, which we like. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Action Network Podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Let's check this week's messages. I've got a sleeping baby on me, so I can't yell. Auburn, go f*** yourselves. Lane Kiffin, go f*** yourself. Take that last time out that you took with you at the end of the game and go f*** yourself with it. F***ing assholes. F*** this entire game and everybody involved. I mean, that game was out. I mean, how many breaks can Auburn get in their three wins this year? They they, they review that play and they don't overturn it? Is that a joke? You, you, yeah. Are you sick about this? I'm sick of Auburn. I mean, one of them came against Arkansas. I mean, frankly, they shouldn't be what they are. And, I mean, from a box score perspective, this game is dead even. So, I have power rated again as a pick. But, uh, you know, Auburn is just – this is one of those years they got a horseshoe up their ass, except it's not uh, an odd year where they get to have Alabama and Georgia at home. You know, the one thing I can take from this is that Auburn only had one explosive drive. Uh, they were eight or nine, 89% post-game win expectancy, but they let Ole Miss get back into it. You know, they just had three passes over 20 yards. So, I mean – their success rate was way up, but they're still not explosive. I mean, yeah, just if you had Ole Miss, I'm sorry. Colin, you're such a joke. How do you call yourself a gambler, a content creator? You post these lines that aren't available anywhere, three to four points off of what's available. How are you How are you putting out this content, expecting people to follow you? You have a losing record posting these fake lines. Unbelievable. You want a robot? Yeah, so uh, well, let's have a conversation, just you and me, caller. I only Uh-oh. post – first off, I only post things on the Action app if I think it's widely available. I don't hit as many openers as I used to. Uh, I try to hit lines that are available at, at most of the states that are legalized, and, and so you don't see a lot of Sunday night plays coming for me anymore. Uh, you don't see a lot of Monday morning plays coming for me anymore around Monday afternoon, especially when totals open. Totals are widely available. Once they open, they're, they're at seven different books. 
So if you're talking about totals, it's widely available. I got runners in Vegas. Our company is based out of Jersey and New York. I have family in Iowa. If I want a line, I'm a text message away. Are you going to you gonna talk, start talking about Gaelic football again? <laughs> if I want a line on that, I can get it too. I need to bet that one day. All right, moving on. Um, it's Thursday night, sitting here watching Appalachian State and Arkansas State. What the f- was that? I don't even want to listen to the podcast and hear Stucky just off Arkansas State. All right, let's jerk off Arkansas State a little bit. Not their defense. Their defense Oof. is is unspeakably bad, and their off play calling was so bad. They were inside the five multiple times. Just throw it up to Jay Adams. Guess who? Jonathan Adams. This kid is amazing. By the way, did you see that block he had when he took out three guys? Yeah, he's working hard every play. I mean, but just throw it up to him more often. They're running triple reverses at the five-yard line for loss of 22. They fired their whole defensive staff last week. Are they going to fire their whole offensive staff? But that that defense is oh. – it, it, Yeah, the defense is terrible. There's, by the way, over 100 teams playing now, just uh, I think 101. They're now 96th against rush explosiveness. If they're going to face teams in the Sun Belt that can run the ball for chunk yards, they're dead in the water. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's bad. Yeah, they come to snuff the rooster. You know, he ain't going to die. Roll fucking shots, baby. I'm the new shot caller, okay? Uh, the fucking Chanticleers are unstoppable. Ranked. Uh, I was happy that I had Georgia mm-hmm. Southern plus six. Closes one, McCall's out. I think I'm good, right? No. Chance pull away. Fred Payton in at quarterback. Chance are good, man. There was not a drop-off from Grayson McCall. I mean, I'm not going to say it was a bad call by me to buy off. Georgia Southern is a primarily a, a huge triple option running team, and that is Coastal's – that is one of Coastal's uh, things that they're not good at is stopping rush explosiveness. So I bought out. I, I was a little nervous about it in the first place, but these guys, they are still – now with even 100 teams playing, Coastal is eighth in finishing drives. I mean, they, I mean, they are – they're having a fantastic season. No more fade in Coastal Carolina ever. Colin and his finishing drives. I love that meme that someone sent us. <laughs> Colin suck. John from Long Island. Holy <laughs> I'm in Arlington, Virginia visiting a buddy, and I'm surrounded by Penn State fans at this bar. I'm sweating Indiana plus five and a half. And now I got these Penn State fans yelling in my face because I'm rooting for Indiana to cover a guy's friend. And they don't understand. The running back is trying not to score. Literally trying not to score. But he waltzes into the end zone. you got to be f***ing me. F- James Franklin and f- Jerry Sandusky. That predator f- head. Colin Stark. John from Long Island for the third time. But holy f- Tom Allen with the ball to go for two in overtime. Thank you, God, Tom Allen, for having feel... Ball and I still hate these Penn State fans around me. They're a bunch of losers. Oh man, Penn State and James Franklin, you fucking loser. Hey Franklin, you stupid. Let's talk Indiana. By the way, I, some of these voicemails are like you're gonna be like, we're gonna stop crying, Stucky, and you lost this game. There's some Brocktober slander coming. Who covered? Oh, by the way, covered. Bill, I appreciate you retweeting our article after those field goals that were missed, you know? I mean, that killed – I mean, I, I was rolling along until the Cyclones started missing field goals. So bad. Was, they, but, uh, yeah, Indiana, 
I hit my round robin money line underdog parlay, all five of them that I put on the app for the first time. And everyone saw it, and I told everyone, which means, and I'm sure you know this, that next week everyone is going to want to bet my round robin underdog money line parlay, and uh-huh. I'm going to lose them all. Oh, I have all those pressures, so I'm going to spend my whole week trying to come up with my round robin underdog money line parlay. But Indiana was in there. Uh, Indiana was the podcast money line, one of the podcast money line underdogs. I was at the bar sweating that last place so hard. I didn't want to watch. And I think if they called that not a touchdown on the field at the end, I mean, Indiana was rolling and then Penn State came back and Clifford had some awful throws. We talked about that. He doesn't have Hamler anymore to bail him out. The Indiana goes for two and it was so close, so close. They reviewed it and they said it stood and Indiana finally gets that win over Penn State who will now play Ohio State next week. Uh, I think they opened as eight-point underdogs. We'll talk about that during the week. But what did you take, what did you take away from that game? Uh, I, you know, I, my thing during the podcast, and I kind of stuck with it the whole weekend, is that I see it with Indiana. I wish I would have had seven on Indiana. Uh, I felt like the number was getting too cheap. There was buyback on Saturday morning. Listen, and the box score, it was a coin flip, complete coin flip. If you look at, you know, post-game win expectancy, if that freshman just falls down at the one-yard line, that's the end of the game. Indiana doesn't win. And yet he goes up by eight. Justice. Justice for Texas. Yeah. Uh, James Franklin seems to end up in in this all the time. So they go up by eight. And I'm thinking – I'm tweeting it out. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. I'm feeling relief. I didn't have any action on this game, but I'm feeling bad for everybody at Indiana. And then boom, they, I was going to get sick, I, dude, if I, I lost the plus seven, everybody knows what happened in this game. So I don't need to like recap how iconic I think the Penix junior, that, that whole reach out. I think that was one of the most iconic pictures I've, I've seen in college football in years. So I'm not going to recap that, but I will say this. I mean, I did you downgrade like, Penn state, right? Yeah. I, I, they came down like a half a point and in, okay. in Indiana, because I, I think I had it right where the number closed. I had it right where the number closed, and I would have made – I think I would have made it one point less, you know, if they played it again. Uh, I, I, mean, took, it was, I took Penn State one point out. I mean, just the way that Clifford looked without well, Hamler, okay, so, just those, some so of those that, throws, man. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Penn State, don't get – listen, Ohio State opened up eight today, and they raced out to 11 and a half. I'm not really 100% positive Penn State was showing us everything they had in their hands because it was Sean Clifford side to side, sideline to sideline. And it was not Sean Clifford going down the field. What happened when there was like, what, two minutes left in the game? Kirk Soraka, the new offensive coordinator, sends him straight down the field in three plays for, I mean, an easy touchdown. That didn't happen the entire game with Penn State. Were they holding back? Even when they were losing, they were down 20-14. Three plays, touchdown. It was that easy. Was he holding these plays back? Were they in a separate file? Was he playing a possum all all, all night? I I don't get it. Because – they didn't – that one driver took three plays for a touchdown to take the lead, and then they easily drove the ball down, and if they would have fallen down at the one, they would have won the game. Uh, I don't, I'm not really sure Penn State was playing with their full offensive playbook for the first, like, you know, for the 90% of the drives they started the game off with. So that, that's the one thing that's got me hesitation on, like, oh, Ohio State's going to blow them out this week. I'm not sure we really saw what Penn State's offense is going to be. Fair enough. Well, much more on that game during the week. Let's get back to you, salty fucks. Funky, Colin, what's up? I'm just walking uh, from my apartment to the casino because I got to find a way to f***ing pay my bookie after I scroll through all these goddamn red X's on my Action Network app. We got Mercer plus 30 and a half. As Stucky wrote up a 5,000-word ramble how they were going to cover. And Ole Miss plus three and a half. We're fading Bo Nix. 
minor fucking nation. I, we're going to play the under instead of play minor nation straight. <clears throat> and then once I tune into the fucking podcast on Monday morning, all I'm going to fucking hear is Stucky go, I was right, Indiana. I graduated from Penn State. Fuck you, Stucky. I forgot to fucking mention Brocktober. Put my whole entire fucking paycheck on Brocktober. I swear, this fucking blackjack table better be hot again tonight. I was right. Indiana, baby. Indiana money line. Indiana round robin money lines. Oh, you want to hear? Uh, Brocktober covered, by the way. Okay. Mercer, what 5,000 word? I didn't even write up Mercer. I, I just said I like Mercer uh, Look, and bet them out of principle. We're going to get to the best call, worst call later. But, I mean, the fact that that Army-Mercer game went over the total that, and Mercer scored, like, what, three? It's stupid. I mean, the, God, I've never taken it under again. Army had, like, 30, 30, like, fluke points. I still can't believe I lost Kansas under, even though it went way – there was 41 points on special teams and defense yeah. touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. It was outrageous. And Ole Miss should have covered, by the way. I, I didn't even bet Ole Miss, but all right, moving on. It's Cheddar Bob from New York. Brocktober, Brocktober, Brocktober. Why is Stucky <laughs> his pants over a guy averaging four yards per attempt? <laughs> Garbage. It's almost November. Stop it. Because he covers in October every time. That's why. Brocktober. By the way, Oklahoma State's defense is legit. Stucky, you goddamn piece of shit. Why the f*** are you betting on Middle Tennessee State games? Let the rest of us have something f***ing good for once, you piece of sh**. Oh, my God. I can't – I forgot. I have I so many awful beats I can't even remember the, the worst ones. I, I mean, Middle Tennessee uh, State. I don't really want to talk about this one. Do you? I don't want to talk about it. Uh, are you going to talk about it? Are we going to talk about Middle Tennessee State? I, I can't. Rice, Rice had this game won seven different times. I can't. Right. I mean, I, my I'm, round robin went three of seven. One of them was rice, and I had to watch a quad dog. A quad dog. I never even tweeted that. I never even thought of that phrase in my life. Quad dog. I mean, yeah, rice. They missed the field goal to win it. Well, first of all, I mean, Middle Tennessee State makes a 48 yard field goal to force overtime as time expires. Then. Rice misses a 45-yard field goal to win it in overtime. And uh, then Rice has a field goal blocked. And then Middle Tennessee State scored a touchdown. It, it bounced four times. I know. I don't want to upright. talk about that. I know. Just, four times. Yeah, I don't like to drop the F-bomb. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trash or anything, but it's so fucking stupid that a field goal would hit four times on a crossbar. How does that happen? That defies – that, isn't there a rule? Like, if it, if it crosses the plane, if it crosses the plane of, of the lower bar, like it should be a field goal. Like, how it's is just, this even possible? It's even Dude Perfect couldn't pull this shit off. Cool. Quad donk? I can't bet Middle Tennessee State games anymore. I think they have a bye this week. Thank God. Moving on. Now I'm sad. Colin Stuck, it's minor mother effing nation. And it's halftime. And it's 14-14 to 14 against Charlotte, but we clearly are the better team. We dominated. And if you think they're going to come back and cover the 17 points, you don't know the heart of a minor mother effing nation player. Boom. Colin stuck. What happened? Minor mother effing Nation just covered another spread. Um, it's just like handing out free money right now. Minor Nation, baby. Boom. Yes, now I'm happy again. My guy's back. We're talking Minor Nation. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, 
picks up. Minor Nation, baby. Did a, there was a crazy back and forth of touchdowns at the end of that game, and then yeah. UTEP got in the back door at the end. Yeah, right, so UTEP, love, love you, pizza party. Yeah. UTEP, uh, after doing all the numbers, UTEP is 89th in the nation in pace. They're not very fast, but when they needed that touchdown at the end, like it was a little, getting a little questionable whether they're going to cover, they had a touchdown, you know, lickety split, no problem. And I think UTEP against North Texas, I mean, we're talking about the slowest team in the nation versus the fastest team in the nation. UTEP may be in everybody's round part, you know, underdog round robin this week, opening up at four today. Yes, sir. Minor nation. This one's Steve Stuckey. I'm not going to yell and scream. I just watched the Rice field goal. And from behalf of all of the degenerate nation and myself, I think I speak clearly when I say, F- you. Hello, Jens Martin, Ohio State's back. And uh, on that note, I, I think there's the only way to describe when you bet, I don't know, mortgage payment on the first half and then they cover the whole game. The only way you can describe that along with the other, I don't know, 10 other horrible beats I had, it, it's a simple song, and it goes out, peace. Robert Stucky, you're the one. You make gambling lots of fun. Whether we win or lose, we will always drink our booze. That's it. Goodbye. I love that guy. And Modern Nation back-to-back. We had a poem, our first poem on the voice, and so now we get our first song. We need a haiku if you guys can send in a haiku. I was waiting on Adrian Martinez for the fumbles to start, and they finally came. Oh, if you had Nebraska. I don't know, late no, number. I didn't. No, I mean, no I'm saying play. if you did. <laughs> yeah, if you I did, know. I'm saying brutal. <laughs> brutal. Let me start by saying I love you guys and the content you put out. Um, but it's time to have a little talk. It's time to have a heart-to-heart. After another middling Saturday from you guys, maybe it's time to spend a little less time on the f***ing Mountain West and put a little time into stringing together some wins here. Colin, you hate Tennessee. You hate Tennessee, and rightfully so. But you thought it was a good idea to get in front of Bama? Bama's a machine, and Tennessee sucks. Why did you think that would be close? Stuck. If I hear you complain on Twitter one more time, dude, love you, love you but I'm tired of all these quote-unquote bad beats. We feel you. Your luck is not worse than mine. Don't take this away from me. Keep up the good work. We'll see you Monday. By the way, I told you, it's cathartic for me. This That's where I bitch. Uh, this sucks. That would be uh, – and I feel for people that tailed more, more so than myself. But I love you too. And uh, Waddle be – well, I, it sucks, man. Jalen Waddle for Alabama's out for the year. But uh, Bama rolls against Tennessee. Any comments on? Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've said this on another on, on you better you bet before. I have not bet on Jeremy Pruitt since he took over at Tennessee, and I thought this was the biggest buy low sell high on the board, considering the way Tennessee had played the previous six quarters and giving away so many touchdowns, especially fumbling and ints, int pick sixes. Just you couldn't have found Tennessee at a better by low than, than what they were going into the Alabama game. And Alabama was coming off just a trouncing of the, of the number one defense. So I thought there would be a little bit of a hangover. Maybe we could get a hangover. And listen, Tennessee played their heart out. It's not enough. It's just not enough. I mean, it, that you, buy low, sell high does not work against Alabama. And buy low, sell high does not work when you're trying to pick Tennessee up after something, you know, some brutal, you know, havoc allowed, some brutal offense, you know, pick sixes. So uh, lesson learned. That was bad. Um, I projected it 17 and a half. I should have projected it 30. So yeah, bad on me. Moving on. So happy to listen to this and probably hearing Stucky right now talking about, 
Oh, closing line value. I got left and right. Well, guess what? Not everybody can always win with closing line value. I waited all morning to get Nebraska plus 28 and a half. Oh, my God. That can't lose. I mean, it was only covering for all but 18 seconds. Ohio State. Closing line value can suck my tiger. I mean, a little bit of advice. Like, if you're not, maybe he is. I don't know. But if you're not betting $1,000, like if you're under $1,000 and you miss the number, bet live. It's going to be there. Just bet it live. If you're that upset about a key number, bet it live. Unless you're somebody that's laying more than a dime, you know, bet it live. You'll get the number. I did have my best Saturday ever in closing line value. I'm, I'm going to use that uh, at CLV to buy dinner tomorrow. Hey, guys. I just came up with a great Halloween costume for this year. I'm going to go as Colin Wilson, in which all I need to do is throw on a clown mask and continue to bet college football unders. Are you guys serious? The San Jose State Air Force over? It's halftime. I'm 19 beers deep. And I just looked up to the TV and it's zero to zero? I don't listen to you guys for an hour and a half on Monday and then another hour and a half on Friday to tell all these dudes I'm partying with to hit this over before we go to bed tonight. Yeah, I'm sorry, fellas. Stucky, you fucking idiot. How do you sleep at night giving these picks out to America? 19 beers deep. That's more points than we're fucking scored tonight. Is that that dude's mom in the background? The uh, I love this guy. He's so drunk. 19 beers. I might have been 29. Uh, yeah, Air Force, San Jose State over. Horrendous call. I'll wear that. That'll be my worst call. Uh, moving on. This is uh, Tyler. I'm at the bar with the friends. You know, I'm drinking and all that. I put it on the fucking first half under. Minnesota, Michigan. Colin. Colin. I'm out here buying shots, doing all this. I'm doing all that, Colin. Tanner Morgan. Coughing up fumbles. You didn't put that in the podcast, Colin. You know what? Y'all have a great week. Looking forward to the next podcast. I love it. I don't like it. I love the content. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Let, I, I did just, tell you on that, too, so I'm disappointed in you also. Any any comment there? Yeah, I mean, God, what a display in not taking care of the ball. I mean, there's just so many points being scored in an empty stadium. Michigan, Minnesota putting up Big 12-type numbers. I mean, just kill me. But I will say this. The second half. 21 points total scored. That's it. Michigan scored 21 in the first quarter by themselves. The second half was 21 points total between the two teams. So, uh, oh, God, it just kills me. Story story of my life. Um, All right. Thank you for the voicemails, as always. You can leave them all throughout the week. Um, Whenever you want, whenever you want to yell about anything. Um, But we appreciate all of you listening, yelling at us, and uh, it's entertaining. It's awesome. Love the passion. All right, let me just run through some other scores here. BYU continues to bludgeon bad teams. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, really impressive. That was a good call for you. I actually leaned SMU. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cincinnati wins 42-13. I bet regret that under. I talked about it. It went up to, I think, 57 and a half, and I didn't bet it. Miami wins an ugly one over Virginia, 19-14. Northwestern rolls Maryland. Of course, Maryland can't score at all to get that game over. 
Let's see. What other games are worth mentioning? Great, great calls by you on the F- FCS this weekend with Chattanooga and uh, Jacksonville State winning outright. Uh, yeah, I'm glad Jacksonville State won outright. Uh, had them had Jacksonville State on the half. That's my bet, bet regret, actually, is calling out the box to cover the 14, and they almost won outright against Western Kentucky. I'm not going to toot any horns. I'm just going to say Western Kentucky, who is struggling to do anything with their football program, is now going up to play BYU, and BYU has overlooked a Boise. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm apologize to the podcast nation right now. I'm probably going to be playing Western Kentucky at some outrageous, ungodly number, and BYU is going to beat them by 60, even though they play Boise next week. I apologize in advance. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, what? Wait, Vatek losing to Wake 23-16. Can you figure out who Vatek is? Biggest box fraud. Biggest box score fraud out there. Three I know, but Vatek still losing that game. Hendon Hooker interceptions like that. Three picks. Uh, yeah, I mean that. I, I, uh, the the saddest score of the day. You know, Oklahoma took care of business. UNC took care of business. Clemson, Ohio State, Rutgers wins outright at Michigan State, thirty-eight twenty-seven. Michigan State, you play an eight-game conference schedule, you lose your first one at home to Rutgers. That's going to be a long year. That's the worst team in the Big Ten by far, and we and we. I, I wish we could have translated what we thought about the head coaches and the coordinator situation of both programs into winning bets. We love what Rutgers is doing. We hated what Michigan State's been doing. That showed out on the field. That ain't going to stop for Michigan State. Now, Rutgers, there's probably going to be uh, a lot of people buying into this. Seven turnovers, all right? Rutgers was a beneficiary of seven turnovers. Let's, let's not go crazy on them, guys. Um, all right, let's uh, – before we talk games this week, best call, worst call. We already did our bet regrets. Uh, best call for the for the voicemail. People left voicemail. It's Indiana, baby. Who, 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 Hoosiers? Indiana, it's got to be. Uh, worst call? Uh, many. But we'll go with uh, Air Force under. I mean, Air Force over? 0-0 zero, zero at the half? And then you know that if it goes five over, like five overtimes, you get, you, you're going to trade two-point conversion, so you can't even get there that way? Like, there was no mathematical way to get the over after one half. So, after watching all of my unders go up in flames, then I have this Air Force over, and there's zero points in the first half. Embarrassing. Uh, you, best call, worst call? Yeah, I'll be quick with it. Best call was the three teams that won for me in the round robin, Nevada, Purdue, San Jose State, uh, all three underdogs, all three won outright. Uh, San Jose State and Nick Starkle looked absolutely fantastic. But Your they boy. put – they, yeah, well, I mean, if he's got the Bieber shirts off, and uh, it shows you what Chad Morris can do with a quarterback. But uh, San Jose State put on a put on a stuff rate clinic. Holy shit! Every time Air Force had, it. every time Air Force had short yardage, they couldn't get it. And I mean, San Jose State hot right out of the gate. Uh, you know, Purdue great win without their head coach. Great win without Rondell Moore. There's still no word, right? Really why he sat out. This team is going to just get better and better, especially if they get those two uh, factors back into the equation. And Nevada, I mean, this is a team I think is at least worthy of consideration in that pack that's below the Boise State line for the conference. Uh, I thought they played great against Wyoming. Uh, Too bad for Wyoming and Sean Chambers uh, getting carted off the field. From an injury perspective, I just want to throw this in there after best call, worst call. This is a monster weekend for injuries. I put a piece out there with our projections at Action Network, but really, the, I mean, there is a huge section of injuries. Chris Olave, uh, wide receiver, probably top wide receiver for Ohio State. He left the game. Uh, Sean Chambers, Wyoming quarterback, he's out. Uh, Coastal Carolina, we talked about Grayson McCall being out. Shy words, which we're going to roll right into these Thursday games here. Shy words for Georgia Southern. 
left with what I thought was a knee injury. Then I heard a knee bruise. Then I heard all kinds of things. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, we talked about. There is a lot in that article today, injury wise. Make sure you check that before you make your bets because there are some star studded names that got injured this weekend. Oh, I forgot about Boise. Boise game going over. Take a knee. It's a conference game. I mean, how many unders can just, ugh, instead of taking a knee, Boise runs it in with a minute left. First and goal. Game goes over. All right. Let's uh, – we have so much to get to later in the week. We'll talk more about what happened this last this weekend, how it influences next weekend when we cover the entire week nine slate. We'll do that on Thursday. Podcast will be out by the time you're up on Friday morning. Appreciate you guys listening as always. But uh, before we get out of here, we, we do have some other business to attend to with the weekday football. Before we do that, here's a word from our sponsors at BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. The NFL season is upon us, and our friends at BetMGM Sports are offering Action Network podcast listeners a great sign-up offer. Just make your first deposit using the bonus code ACTIONPOD and receive a 100% deposit match up to $500. They've got parlay bonus payouts, live betting markets, daily odds boosts, all sorts of great stuff. So download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com to sign up and use the code ACTIONPOD to double your bankroll with a 100% deposit match up to $500. As a reminder, you must be 21 or older and physically located in the great states of Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia, or 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promo offer not available in Nevada. And now, back to the show. Weekday college football. Why wait for the weekend? Strap in your fun belts and get ready for Maction. It's midweek madness. I haven't had a chance to prep these games yet so why don't you tell us what the lines are at mgm um for any games that are being played thursday or before and uh if you have any thoughts there yeah bet mgm currently has georgia southern on thursday night minus six and a half against uh, incoming south alabama listen i don't have any love for south alabama but if georgia southern is missing their star quarterback shy words that means they, uh, that's pretty important there South Alabama actually does have a defense that's 36th in rushing success rate. That's going to be needed against the triple option, something that they're familiar with. This is not unfamiliar territory for South Alabama. This is a game that I power rate at three and a half, much lower than the six and a half. This game is being power rated as if, I'm sorry, it's on the market right now as if Shy Wirtz is going to play. Uh, the one key stat people need to pay attention to, South Alabama is top 10 in expected points, and uh, which is really kind of a combination of success rate and pass explosiveness. And Georgia Southern on defense is 83rd. They can be had back in the secondary. Uh, so South Alabama is going to be able to do some damage through the air. These are not really fast-paced teams out of 101 teams that have played. Uh, Georgia Southern ranks 100th, South Alabama 65th. I actually – total projection is about five points less than what's on the market. I've actually got it at about 48 and a half. So I'm going to look for the shy words update. Uh, if he's not playing, it's definitely value on South Alabama. And, and I like the under in this game. He did come back in the game. Um, so we'll mm-hmm. see. I, I want to dig in more into Georgia Southern. I was really disappointed just watching that game with why couldn't their offense move the ball against Coastal Carolina's defense? I, I, I mean, bizarre. Any, anything else? The next game on Thursday night, Colorado State, Fresno State. Colorado State, this is their first game of the season. The game with New Mexico is canceled because of COVID concerns, especially what's going on down in the ABQ 
Uh, Colorado State returned 76% of their offense, you know, 56 in success rate last year. Uh, you know, this is new scheme. But they don't have Warren Jackson, though. That, he's one of the best receivers in the country opted out. That's a huge loss. But they still have they still have good receivers and a, a really good tight end and O'Brien back at quarterback. But, man, if they also yeah. had Warren Jackson who's going to play in the NFL, woo, that offense would have been it, fun to watch. It still should be a really good offense. It, it, is, it is a big loss. This game, you know, is at one and a half. I power rate it more closely to Colorado State being a favorite. I understand that they've taken some losses with some, you know, big-time players on the offensive side of the ball, new coach, new schemes, new everything. So that's something to watch for. There is that, you know, trend out there and play. The teams have already played a game or actually have terrible against the spread covering rate against teams that haven't played a game yet. My question is Fresno State. Like, Fresno State, they just got access to their facilities a few weeks ago, and I think it showed against Hawaii. I think Hawaii was completely prepared for that game, and Fresno was not whatsoever. It showed everywhere from the box score to the field. I'm not sure what Fresno is going to be in this game or what kind of program they're going to have with Kalen DeBoer, you know, putting some new changes on them and their conditioning, see if that steps up a little bit. So I actually like Colorado State in this game. I, I think uh, probably up to three I would play it. Do a little bit more investigating reading here Sunday night, but you may see a play come through uh, and take Colorado State up to three. Look out on the Action Network app and the action, actionnetwork.com for right up on that game and uh, all the weekday games. And uh, if you haven't, take the time right now. Go to the Action Hour podcast. Leave a review. Just say, I love it. Say, Stucky lost money on Middle Tennessee State again. Send you a sweatshirt. Hope you're enjoying this great Action Network podcast. I want to make sure you know about the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On has a daily podcast on your favorite team. Welcome to you, Locked On 49ers. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. Let's go. Locked On podcasts are hosted by the local experts who know your team better than anyone and give you the inside scoop. So go to your podcast app and search Locked On, your favorite team. Subscribe to your Locked On podcast. All right, before we get out of here, uh, last thing we need to get to, Monday Night Football. The surprising 5-1 and one Chicago Bears traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. 8-15 ESPN at BetMGM. The Rams are a six-point favorite over under 44 and a half. I played this under 45. I have the Rams to finish out a money line. Probably. I think the Rams win this game. I think the line is about right. Rams are finally at home now. I think settled in. They, you know, they played in San Fran last week. They've been just traveling back and forth. Nick Foles has just not been good. I mean, the Bears have been very fortunate in their wins. I think that the Rams – look, I think it's going to be an ugly game, but I trust the Rams' offense a bit more here. And I don't think that the Bears can really take advantage of some of the weaknesses on the Rams' defense, very stars and scrubs-based defense. But the Bears will hang in there, and their defense will keep them in. Basically, Goff is sort of like Baker Mayfield. If you can get pressure on him, he's just not going to be very effective. McVay's hiding that this year with a lot more play action, rolling him out, moving the pocket. The offensive line's been a little better, but it's still not a strength. So I think that the Bears will get the Goff bother him, and it's not like, the Rams are going to light up the scoreboard, but I think that the total is a couple points too high. So if you can get 45, make this around 42 and a half, 43. Um, I do like the under. I'm sure it'll lose in horrific fashion, but onward we go. And uh, yeah, the spread is about right. I think made it a tad over six. Uh, I have the Rams money line to finish out a parlay. And then I also have the under 45. Do you see anything there? 
No, I mean, this is really a no play. I, I give a shout out to our own Sean Kerner who made the game five. So it's six. There's really no value on either team. Uh, as far as, you know, both these teams are under teams. Uh, the Bears have gone under their last three games. The Rams have gone under their last three games. So it's probably a good reason. I mean, these offenses aren't going to blow you away. It's probably the reason this thing continues to creep down. Uh, I, I think once it crosses all the key numbers in the 40 area, maybe if I get down to a 43 or a 42 and a half or 40, 42. So probably just wait for it to steam down and then make a decision there, you know, after it crosses all the key numbers that are within the 40s. Fair enough. We also have a write-up, Chris Ravenel, a write-up on Action Network app and actionnetwork.com. So make sure you check that out. Thanks for joining me, Colin. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. Make sure you go leave a review, rate us, uh, download the Action app if you haven't already. You can follow up all, all of our plays there. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys leaving voicemails. You're the best. Best listeners in the world. That's why we won win awards because of you guys and your passion. We love it. Uh, we got to get the work to have a non-middling Saturday for you guys. And I'll try to cook up another uh, underdog money line round robin. Barley as well, Colin. We will catch you back here on Friday morning. Uh, we'll catch you later. Cheers. Peace out. We're finished talking.